I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at BearCreekArsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code BUCK to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash BUCK and promo code BUCK to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. El Presidente going to declare a national emergency this afternoon after this program. El Presidente addressing the people of America at 3 p.m. National emergency. Say what that means as we get rolling here, folks. <clears throat> I have to tell you, I'm just, I, I, I'm going to have to be so careful today. The smart thing for me to do would have been to call in and say, you know what? Not feeling it today. Maybe should stay home, but I didn't do that. Evidence is I'm here. But man, am I, 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 I am primed to jump into this with both feet. You know, I'm not a conformist and I'm watching all this go on and I just can't believe it. Major League Baseball delaying the start of the season for two weeks. Zeke Emanuel of Obamacare fame saying this could go on for a year. Make it exact. Uh, Zeke Emanuel could go on for a year. De Blasio says New York will not be the same for six months. Come on. Zeke Emanuel are going to be in this situation for a couple of, I'm sorry, a couple of years, folks. We're going to be in this situation a couple of years. The mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, says New York crisis will last six months. Uh, a bunch of Democrats who spent the past three years telling us what an authoritarian and dictator Trump is are now bellyaching and whining and moaning he's not doing enough. If you want to know what the Green New Deal would look like, you're starting to see it. 
You're starting to see what will happen. No airplane flights from Europe, no airplane flights to Europe except for the U.K. If you want to see what the Green New Deal, if you want to see what climate change will do to your world, you are watching it happen right now under the guise of dealing with the coronavirus. Now, look, I understand you know, the Chicoms are already over the hump on this. The Chicoms are seeing that they've gone over the hump and now they're seeing reduction in number of cases and all that. And and the story behind that is, well, did I play the open line Friday jingle or not? I did or didn't? I did, okay. Good. Because it is Friday, right? Anyway, the Chicoms are over the hump. And the and and you know why you know why everybody's saying because the Chicoms got a handle on it they locked down Wuhan they locked down their country oh goody so the way to fix this is to empower the central government to lock everybody down wow doesn't that make you feel better and that's what we're gonna do Rush how many deaths have we had ladies and gentlemen we have right here in my formerly nicotine stained fingers. Brian, you can put them up on the ditto cam. The number, put put the first one up, uh, not that one. Not that, no, 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 not that one. The first one I sent you with many different colors in the circle. There you go. Here we go. U.S. coronavirus deaths by state. Total 40 deaths. That big blue thread, if you don't have this on the dental cam, if you're not a subscriber, if you're cheap and you haven't joined RushLimbaugh.com, fear not because we will put this graphic on the website, on the free side there. But just for now, the big blue portion of that circle is the state of Washington. 77%, 40 deaths, 40 deaths, 77% of those deaths have occurred in Washington state where a Democrat's a governor. Slap me. Um, let's see. Uh, 10% of the deaths have occurred in California, where a Democrat, slap me, is governor. 5% of the deaths have occurred in Florida. That's the, the gold section there, where a Republican is governor. Slap me. I'm, I'm making this partisan. He shouldn't be doing that. I'm violating all the tenets. And then the, the other 3% uh, in New Jersey, 3% South Dakota, and 3% in Georgia. That's as of uh, yesterday, 40 deaths. 40 deaths. Major League Baseball's delayed the season two weeks. The NBA has suspended the season. The NHL has suspended the season. The charitable golf tournament I was going to play in, they've canceled that on Monday. And what, oh, the Masters, Augusta National, they postponed the Masters until who knows when. They hope to get it in later this year. Uh, let's see. Now, go the, the, there you put the next Put the next graphic up, Brian. The solid blue circle here is next, coming up on the Ditto camera. There you go. You know what this shows? This is deaths by age. Of the coronavirus. The giant blue is plus 50. The green is under 50. Oh, wait, there isn't any green. It's, it's, it's a f- plus 50. The 40 deaths that have occurred. 77% of the deaths occurred in one place, a nursing home in the state of Washington, where a Democrat's governor. Pardon me. 
I know it doesn't have anything to do with anything. I just, if they're going to politicize this, then I'm going to politicize it. Hang on. I am just getting started with this. So that blue circle that you see there represents all 40 deaths in America for which our country is being shut down. And that blue circle represents deaths of people 50 years of age or older. The green in that in that chart there, that, that diagram is people under 50. There isn't any green. <clears throat> There's no green there. That's that's as of yesterday. Now, can I go back and remind you of something? 2009-2010, swine flu, Barack Hussein Obama, first year as president, 60 million Americans infected in a 10-month period, 300,000 hospitalized, 18,000 deaths. This is just 10 years ago now, folks, 10, 11 years ago. We didn't suspend anything. We didn't stop anything. The Masters happened. Major League Baseball season happened. The NFL draft and the NFL season and preseason happened. Spring training happened. Oh, do you realize what it takes to cancel March Madness? Do you realize what it takes to cancel the NCAA basketball tournament? Holy smokes. And then Adam Silver, who is the 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 cadaver-like commissioner of the NBA, said, hey, you know what? When I announced that our season has been put on ice, not one owner asked me about money. Well, what is it? So we're supposed to think that the owners of the NBA are stupid? Not one of them is concerned about money? And then Mark Cuban, who is the owner of Dallas Mavericks, said, whoa, 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 do we have insurance? So an owner did ask about money. But, folks, look, again, 2009, 2010, swine flu, that's deadly. 60 million infected, 300,000 hospitalized, 18,000 deaths. I went back to the archives, the grooveyard of forgotten sound bites. And we found something here from May 1st, 2009, October 25th, 2009. So we've got a montage here of the drive-by media praising President Obama after a thousand Americans had died. At the time this montage begins, a thousand Americans had died, not 40. 1,000 Americans had died. Obama finally declared a national emergency after a thousand deaths. And listen, we don't know for certain that this will end up being more severe than other seasonal flus that we have. This is why this is a cause for concern, but not alarm. Something that is concerning a whole lot of people these days. We're talking about the H1N1 and now the president, President Barack Obama, declaring the swine flu outbreak a national emergency. Should there be a worst case scenario, but administration officials are emphasizing here, Frederica, it's not that they are expecting one. Well, the first thing to say is people shouldn't panic when they hear this. 
Health officials battling the H1N1 flu virus this weekend have received two booster shots of their own. President Obama has declared the virus a national emergency. More than a thousand people in the U.S. have died from the H1N1 virus, 90 in the last week. When we hear emergency, alarm bells start to go off. What exactly does this declaration mean? What does this declaration mean? Obama's doing a wonderful job. Why, after a thousand Americans assumed room temperature, Barack Hussein O declares a national emergency. And he is praised to the hilt by the drive-by media. Here, uh, up next is soundbite number 10. This is Juliet Kayam. Juliet Kayam, uh, this is this morning on CNN's New Day. And Alison Camerata talking to former Homeland Security Assistant Secretary Juliet Kayam. Every administration briefs the incoming administration about global pandemic, right? Uh, isn't, isn't this one of the scenarios that you game out? Remember, President Obama's first major crisis was not terrorism. It was H1N1. That hit us like March or April of um, our first year. Then later on, as Lisa Monaco, his Homeland Security Advisor, said yesterday, her outgoing briefing was a pandemic briefing. So we knew that this was coming. Oh, yeah, we knew this was coming. Absolutely. We in the Obama administration, we were competent. We knew it was coming and we told other people that it was coming. Right. Okay. So again, 60 million infected, 300,000 hospitalized, 18,000 deaths. The president prays to the hilt for astounding competent leadership. 40 deaths in America so far. Uh, The numbers of people infected are in the thousands or less. And our president today is being... Portrayed as incompetent, bumbling, idiotic, and buffoonish. And we're all at great risk. And so the country has to shut down because Trump is such an idiot. The country has to shut down because that's what the Chicoms did. The Chicoms should. No, the Chicoms did not shut their country down, they shut down a city. They isolated a city, maybe a province. They didn't shut down a whole country. They only shut down the parts of China that would harm America, by the way. The iPhone manufacturing factories, they shut down parts of China that would impact the United States. But they didn't shut down their whole country. Places where the Chicoms trade freely and and, uh, share a lot of travel, like Italy... Experiencing a lot of a uh, lot of different cases, a lot of increased number of cases compared to here, but I mean this is. I'm at home yesterday, minding my own business. I'm sitting there on the sofa in my in my library, not bothering anybody, and I'm looking at this thing that's announced as shut down. That's going to get shut down. It's closed. And I, I can't believe it. Then I get the call at my own charity. Well, not mine, but the charity golf tournament I'm playing in on. Monday has been shut down, too. And I said, well, hey, I'll come. Let's play anyway. I told the organizer, I'll come out and play. No, no, because I have five other events I'm involved in have been shut down, and I need to go get drunk. And I said, oh, well, I don't want to join you in doing that. I need to keep my wits about me because I have a radio show I have to host sober. He said, I understand. Now, I have a story. You know me, folks. I'm not a conformist. I don't go along with the conventional wisdom, and it gets me in trouble sometimes. But I have here a story published yesterday at a website called techstartups.com. And it is a story based on a couple of tweets 
that were published by a biologist at MIT, what MIT is, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. It's a deep state university. I mean, the people that go there, people that get in there, it's, it's, it's in the Harvard Ivy League world of things. And there's this guy there, and I don't know for how long he's going to be there after this. His name is Dr. Shiva Ayadore, and I know that because I'm a highly trained broadcast specialist, so I am expert at pronouncing uh, names people outside our own country. Dr. Shiva Ayadore. He's an MIT scientist and researcher on the human immune system. He tweeted that fear-mongering on the coronavirus is going to go down as one of the biggest frauds to manipulate economies he has ever seen. He thinks the media, and in his own terms here, the deep state, are doing the world a disservice by exaggerating the impact of this virus said it's time to stop scaring people and start talking about immune health. Dr. Shiva may be right, says Techstar. I'm, I, I can't believe it. I got a thing called Tech Startups that's not some Uber left publication. But they say that Dr. Shiva may be right. Back in October, and then I see here these guys, I like this because these guys are starting to use the swine flu numbers from 2009. Nobody seems to be paying any attention. How in the world do you go from doing nothing when 60 million are infected, 300,000 hospitalized, and 18,000 people dead, and the president gets praised for fast action and decisive action, and we've got 40 people dead, and the president's being held up as an absolute buffoon, and we've got to shut down the country for this. Oh, forgot. Trump has also announced he's going to cancel his rallies till further notice. That is mission accomplished as far as Trump's political opposition is concerned. Dr. Shiva Adore, Ayadore, said it's time to stop scaring people, start talking about immune health. He may be right. Back in October 2009, swine flu killed 1,000 people in the U.S., uh, no, 18,000, including almost 100 children before Obama declared a national emergency. 1,000 people before Obama declared a And by the way, what is a national emergency? just means the federal government's going to give money like you've never seen them give money. To anybody who needs it, makes a claim for it, or wants it. At the time, the media hysteria was non-existent. I wonder why that is. Because they were trying to sell Obamacare at the same time the swine flu hit. I got to take a break. Sit tight, folks. We're coming back with much more right after this. Don't go anywhere. It's Open Line Friday. Rush Limbaugh here behind the Golden EIB microphone. Meeting and surpassing all audience expectations every day. Remember, whatever you want to talk about is fine. You don't have to talk about the... uh, uh, you have to talk about the uh, coronavirus, the swine flu, whatever you want to talk about on Friday is fine and uh, dandy. Now look at this. Louisiana is the first state to postpone its Democrat primary because of the coronavirus. Playing right into whose hands? Plugs's. 
right into what James Carville and Jim Clyburn want. They want the Democrat primary shut down. You know, it, it, folks, it's one thing we're, we're shutting down our country because of the the cold virus, which is what coronaviruses are. This is this is COVID nineteen, the nineteenth version of the coronavirus. We're shutting it. Can you imagine our enemies watching this? You think the Chinese are not laughing themselves silly over how easy this has been? And it, 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 it continues. This has been easy. Can you imagine? Vladimir Putin said over there, look, I tried to ruin Donald Trump with this stupid story about he and I colluding to steal the election from Hillary. And I had I worked with the FBI and I was working with the CIA and I was planting all kinds of stuff. And that went nowhere. And the Chicoms run this scam on some sort of virus and the Americans do this. Now Louisiana's postponed its primary over the coronavirus. And I'll guarantee you, this primary is probably never going to happen now. They'll never... By the time the coronavirus fear is over with, plugs will already have been declared the nominee. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about Dr. Shiva Ayadura. He is a conservative. He is at MIT. He ran against, in Massachusetts for the Senate, he ran against Focahontas. He ran against Elizabeth Warren. He said he was the only real Indian in the race. And he was. Uh, he's a smart guy, and as a lot of smart guys, he's kind of on the edge. It can be a little nutty. But he's not nutty on this. He has four degrees from MIT. His undergraduate degree from MIT was in electrical engineering and computer science. He took a master's degree in visual studies from the MIT Media Lab on scientific, uh, excuse me, visualization. And concurrently, he completed another master's degree in mechanical engineering also from MIT. In 2007, he obtained a Ph.D. in biological engineering from MIT in systems biology. And I'm mentioning all of this because as I got a bunch of emails during the break. Rush, you're falling for this guy's obviously a kook. He put a phony tweet out there and you're falling. He's not a kook and he's not phony. I'm Look, I'm finding somebody other than myself that thinks there's something really screwy about all this. I know the degree of hatred there is for Donald Trump that has not abated. And it is it permeates all sectors and areas of our country. It permeates business. It permeates professional sports. It permeates academia. As you know, it permeates all over Hollywood. Uh, certainly the Democrat Party and the American left, there is hatred for Trump. And they are frustrated to all get out. They haven't been able to get rid of him. There is hatred for Trump on Wall Street, folks. There's hatred for, I mean, Tom Steyer, look at these billionaires, Bloomberg, and hate the guy. Most of them are just jealous, but they hate the guy. You think Steyer and Bloomberg wouldn't, wouldn't sacrifice two or three billion if they could get rid of Trump doing it? Steyer already tried. And Bloomberg did too with 500 million, but you think they wouldn't undergo a hit or two in order to get rid of the guy? 
You know, and some of these power brokers at uh, the NBA, and the NBA's in bed with China, for crying out loud. And I will guarantee you the Chinese have no love lost for Trump because Trump is squaring the trade deals that they have had advantaged over us for years. Trump is finally ending the one-way street the trade deals have been between the U.S. and China. China cannot be happy. They hate Trump. So I just wanted to pass on to you this MIT biologist, Dr. Shiva Ayadure, has tweeted that he doesn't understand it either. There wasn't any panic. There wasn't any shutdowns of anything. There wasn't anything but praise for the president when 18,000 people died from the swine flu. When 60 million were infected and 300,000 were hospitalized and there was a one bit of criticism for the president, we didn't shut a thing down. Now he's come along and he thinks that the media and the deep state, and that's his term he's using it in his tweet, are doing the world a disservice by exaggerating the impact of the virus. He said it's time to stop scaring people. This is fear-mongering that is causing more damage to our citizens in the healthcare system than this virus ever could. He thinks it's going to go down as the biggest fraud to manipulate economies that has happened in our lifetimes and maybe longer. And potentially cause more damage to our citizens and our healthcare system. And Ari Fleischer, you know, he was the press secretary for George W. Bush. Ari Fleischer just tweeted, there's going to be a pandemic and it'll have the potential to bring humanity to its knees. So began a promo I just saw for a show that's going to air on CNN. This type of promo is the kind of irresponsible fear-mongering should be avoided. CNN should change its advertising. Come on, stop dreaming, Ari. What do you mean CNN should stop, should, should change its advertising? CNN should go off the air. The only way to fix CNN is for CNN to go off the air for whoever owns it to shut it down. I'm going to change anything. So he's watching CNN and they're promoing some thing about this pandemic. There will be a pandemic and it will have the potential to bring humanity to its knees. This is so irresponsible. Now, I have also here a um, little bit of show prep. It's an editorial from Investors Business Daily. And it, too, is pointing. I have sought allies today, and I have found them out there in various uh, crevices and pockets of what we call the media. The the drive-bys are covering the coronavirus completely differently from how they covered the swine flu, folks. And people are starting to notice. And I just, I hope it's not too late. This editorial from Investors Business Daily points out what I've been saying since yesterday, maybe even the day before, about the complete difference in coverage of the swine flu. And, uh, well, no, no, okay, it's not the actual 19th version of the coronavirus. This is, it's, it's coronavirus 2019. There's a bunch of different coronaviruses, however. Uh, and this is the one dated for, it's named 19 for 2019, but there's more than one of them, and they're basically common cold viruses at the point. You know, just a nitpickers out there that 
never think they're wrong about anything, who are constantly wrong and love to correct me. But see, that's when you're right as often as I am. People love to correct you when they think you're wrong. Anyway, a tale of two pandemics, media downplayed swine flu outbreak under Obama. This basically restates what I have been saying the past two days. Let me read to you a couple of segments of pull quotes. The day after the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a pandemic and President Trump gave a national address, CNN's front page was almost entirely devoted to coronavirus. On the newsstands, two-thirds of the New York Times front page devoted to coronavirus. But the media coverage of the outbreak in the weeks leading up to Wednesday was just as breathless. The day before the World Health Organization's declaration of a pandemic, for example, CNN posted a story calling the coronavirus outbreak unprecedented in modern times. Well, it's not unprecedented in modern times. The swine flu in 2009 dwarfs what is happening today. When the World Health Organization declared the swine flu unstoppable on June 11, 2009, CNN didn't even lead with that story on its homepage. You couldn't find evidence of it. The World Health Organization, June 11, 2009, this is Obama's uh, first year in office, declared the swine flu unstoppable and CNN didn't even lead with the story. It was in a pile of links on the side of the page. A week later, there was no mention of the swine flu anywhere on CNN's homepage. The World Health Organization's announcement rated only a photo on the New York Times front page with the story buried on page A11. When Obama finally declared a national emergency after 1,000 deaths, CNN didn't get around to mentioning a death toll of the disease until the 10th paragraph of the story. By that point, millions had been affected. 1,000 people in the U.S. had died. The day after Obama's declaration, national declaration, CNN carried only one link to the swine flu story in its News Pulse section. And it ranked below the headline, Wayward Flight's co-pilot denies argument. In other words, they buried the swine flu story. The drive-by media, CNN, New York Times, buried the swine flu story even after 1,000 people had died. That's why you don't remember it. That's why when we talk about it, well, Russia, I don't even remember this one. That's right, because the media was protecting and guarding President Obama, so that he wouldn't be negatively impacted by it. And don't forget, Obamacare was on the drawing board. And they wanted to push the idea that Obama was a health care expert, that he alone was going to solve this major problem. So the swine flu comes along, 60 million people infected, 300,000 hospitalized, 8. 15,000 dead and not a single story until after 1,000 deaths and even then they were buried all because the new president, the first African-American president, historic, had to be shielded, had to be protected. Obamacare, the policy that the left was advocating, had to be shielded and protected and that's why you don't remember it. It's media, the Democrat Party. You might say, well, what about the Republicans? Well, Republicans 
it never occurs to them that here we have a disease out there to blame it on the Democrats and to politicize this never occur. The Republicans don't proactively do anything. They're totally reactive. They react to things like they're doing. That's why that's how the Democrats constantly set the agenda. That's how the Democrats set every premise in American politics. The Republicans react to it, respond to it. Case in point, Obamacare. Obama, the Democrats, propose a national health care plan. The Republicans, instead of saying, screw that, we don't need a national health care plan, they come up with a smarter version, they say. They come up with their own. They accept the premise. But, but it would never occur to the Republican leaders at the time to take the outbreak of swine flu and somehow try to blame it on the new print. Plus, there was no way it was going to work anyway because the first African-American president had just been elected and any criticism of him at all would have been tarred and feathered as racist. So the Republicans were neutered. But here with Donald Trump, it's the exact opposite. We've got 40 deaths... Nobody under 50 has died. 77% of the deaths are in one state and one nursing home. Major League Baseball has shut down. The Masters Golf Tournament has shut down. The NHL has shut down. The NBA has shut down. My Charity Golf Tournament on Monday has shut down. And everything else is going to be shut down. It just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Well, Rush, we got to get a handle on this. We can't afford to let this thing get out of control. What? Even if if you look at the worldwide numbers, and I'll get the exact numbers in a minute, but but the fact of the matter is that if you have uh, worldwide one hundred and let's say one hundred fifty thousand cases, and it may be higher. I'm just top of my head memory. Sixty five percent have recovered from it. Anyway, I got to take a break. I'm way long. Don't go away, folks. Back before you know it. I'll tell you something else to look forward. Now we are look look down the road at. We're gonna we're gonna be getting more and more test kits out there because Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci from Trump's own CDC is out there saying this is a major failing that we do not have enough test units. A major major failing, and so. Bingo, right there on the Drudge webpage and every other major news site. It's a failing. Trump, CDC, we don't have enough test kits. And then the bottom headline, 150 million could become infected. No. But here's what's going to happen. As these test kits get out there, more people are going to get tested. What do you think that's going to show? More people infected. It's going to feed on itself. It's not going to tell you how many people infected don't suffer from it. How many? And that's a large number of people. The number of people who actually test positive for this and never show any symptoms, it's a pretty big number. Same as it was, it was true in China. It's true in any number of places. But they're not going to report that. So as these test kits get out there, you are going to be hammered with how many more people have the disease. Do we have time to squeeze a call in here? Probably not, but I'm in such a foul mood today that maybe it's... Let's just, let's just, Brian in Richmond, Virginia, let's, let's see if you can squeeze this. You got, you got one minute. I'll give you one minute. If you can't do it in one minute, tell me. We'll come back to you. 
Hello, Rush. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to let you know, um, I think Trump should address the nation and say, American people, we've got this. We've got this under control. Continue to wash your hands. Take precautions. And don't believe the fake news and the media hype. It's not that serious. We've got this under control, and things need to go back to normal in this country. We need to resume baseball, basketball championships, things like that, and stop buying into the hysteria and the panic. That Man, I wish there were a way he could do that. I, I, I wish there were a way, but that would be walking back from where he is. But, you know, you reminded me of something. You ever stop to think what's going to happen to the cable TV industry now with no sports being televised? They're already losing customers with cord cutters. Now with nothing to watch, what 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 do you think is going to happen to them? The media and the Democrats have been lying to us for four years about Trump, Russia, Ukraine. Do you think they just started telling you the truth this week? I'm just asking. Be back before you know it, folks. Don't go anywhere. Greetings to you, music lovers, thrill seekers, conversationalists all across the fruited plain. Rush Limbaugh and the EIB Network on Friday. Here we go. Live from the Southern Command in sunny South Florida, it's Open Line Friday. All right, here is the number. I have the official Johns Hopkins website. There are 137,445 cases of the coronavirus worldwide. 80,940, basically 81,000 of them are in China. So we've got, I know numbers are kind of hard to follow on the radio. Try to make it as simple as I can. 130, we'll, we'll... We'll round up 137,000 cases worldwide, worldwide in the United States, 1,268 in the United States, 40 deaths. Nobody under 50 has yet passed away because of the coronavirus. Worldwide, 137,000. 81,000 are in China, 15,000 are in Italy, 11,000 are in Iran, 8,000 South Korea, go all the way now, 1,268 in the United States. But the point is, oh, and the numbers of people recovered, 70,000. Of the 137,000 who have been reported with the virus worldwide, 70,000 have recovered. And the death total worldwide, 5,088. In the United States, 2009-2010, less than one full year. There were 18,000 deaths due to the swine flu, the pig flu, for those of you in Rio Linda. There were 60 million Americans infected 
and 300,000 Americans hospital. Can I give you these numbers again? Coronavirus worldwide, 137,000. Swine flu, United States, 60 million. Deaths worldwide, coronavirus, 5,000. Deaths, United States, swine flu, 18,000. Deaths, United States, coronavirus, 40. And the numbers of people who have recovered around the world, 70,000. If you double that. So, so the recovery rate is a little over 50%. And it keeps climbing. The death the death rate here is at the usual. It's it's one percent. Um, the point is that the reaction that is taking place in this country is totally out of control. It bears no sense of proportion to any previous outbreak, and yet there are people loving this. The news media is absolutely loving it. The people that publish these stories love writing these headlines. They love scaring the hell out. Bernie Sanders is out now joining the the uh, the irresponsible. Crazy Bernie is warning of coronavirus meltdown on a par with World War Two. He's calling for drastic action to combat the spread of the disease and the crisis we face from the coronavirus is on a scale of a major war. We must act accordingly. Forty people in America are dead and none of them under 50. Are you saying that those deaths don't ma- No, I'm not saying it. Do not put words in my I'm not saying anything of the sort. I'm just asking for some sense of proportion here. So what have we done with all this? Well, Major League Baseball has shut down, will delay the regular season amid coronavirus worries. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, the IQ of a pencil eraser, has banned all gatherings of more than 500 people in New York State, which means that Biden campaign rallies will still be permitted. Well, they had to pick a number. They couldn't shut down Biden rallies, but they had to close down Trump rallies. So under 500 people, that, no, that is, this is what Andrew Cuomo is saying. If you're, if you're in a group of under 500 people, the odds are that nobody in that group is going to have coronavirus. But you get in a group larger than 500, like at a Trump rally, oh, and the odds are that you're going to die. And so we're going we're gonna to save you. New York bans gatherings of more than 500 people. Even Joy Behar. There are some upsides to this. Joy Behar took a leave of absence from The View due to the coronavirus. Why? Is there something that we don't know about those women spreading disease via that show? Look, I want to make a couple other points. I just, we're shutting down the NBA. Well, we're not. They are. And by the way, NBA, I couldn't care less 
You want to shut down, go ahead and shut down. You're in bed with China anyway. The National Hockey League is shutting down. Major League Baseball is going to delay its start by two weeks. But I want to give props to Apple. Every June, Apple has what they call the Worldwide Developer Conference. It is where they they have a gigantic convention, usually in San Jose uh, or San Francisco, but usually San Jose recently, where they bring in 5,000 people from all over the world who are their developers, people who write software programs. And at WWDC, Apple introduces its new software for the uh, for the fall product releases in September. In this case, iOS 14, uh, iPad OS 14, uh, Mac OS 10.15.6, I think it is, Watch uh, OS 7, because there's all the new hardware, the new phones, the new watches, the new Macs. These things hit in uh, September, October, November. And so Apple needs their software developers to be up to speed on the new software that comes delivered on the new devices. So they do this thing called WWDC, and it's a week long. And it is where they give developers insights on how to write their software to make it compatible with the new stuff that's coming without giving away much of the new stuff. And developers love it. It is the one chance of the year that people get to meet Apple engineers, Apple management, software experts. It's one of the highlights of the year for people in the tech business. And for the past three weeks, there's been speculation in the tech media. What's Apple going to do? Is Apple going to shut down WWW? They can't. Oh, my God, that would be horrible. Apple has made a decision. WWDC will go on. They're not shutting it down. What they're going to do is do the whole thing online. WWDC, I can't, it's a big deal. Folks, every day there are labs and uh, sessions where these developers who write software are shown the new things coming so that they can start incorporating their software applications into the new system software. And it, it, they love it. They look forward to it. All there's a, all kinds of new secrets are unveiled. They're going to do this all on video conference. They do this because all of these labs are videotaped anyway. If you attend WWD, well, not everybody, not every developer can. There's hundreds of thousands of developers. There's only five thousand that get to go to this thing. For those that don't get to go, everything's videotaped. And if you pay to be a developer, it's 100 bucks a year, then you have access to all this stuff, even if you can't get there. Well, they're doing it all on video. Apple is, is business as usual. The only thing they're, they're not going to be doing is having actual people show up. So it'll be a little cheaper for them to run. But they're not going to lose ground business-wise. They're not shutting down their business. Kudos to Tim Cook and Apple for not buckling to this. They could have easily joined the crowds. You know what? We're going to delay iOS 14. We're not going to do our developer conference. We're going to take time uh, releasing our new phones. But they're doing everything they can to stay on schedule. And bully for them. Uh, now... With all of these professional sports leagues shutting down, including, you know, Augusta National announced they're going to postpone the Masters. They hope to play it at some point this year. But Augusta, Augusta National shuts down shortly after Mother's Day uh, every May. They shut down for the summer. Uh, 
And so if, uh, whatever else is going to happen to the PGA Tour, like this weekend, the Players' Championship, which is a big deal, it's been canceled. But what about people in the cable TV industry has, is going through a challenge now because millennials hate paying for things. Millennials are, as a generation, the biggest bunch of tightwads that you've ever seen. They think everything should be free. It's why they love Bernie Sanders. They particularly hate cable companies. It's funny. It's funny. You know, I read my tech blogs and I read these people are venomous. They hate AT&T. They hate Verizon. They literally hate them. And when they think they're going to suffer some kind of financial pain, they are happy. It's a classic illustration of how liberalism makes class envy work. Because while these people hate these companies, when these companies uh, are have pain inflicted on them, the tech guys are not improved. Their lives don't change any, but they think they're happier because these companies are taking a hit. Anyway... Cable companies have been losing to cord cutters who want to get rid of the expensive cable and they're buying largely a la carte streaming services. Well, what's going to happen now that there is no NCAA tournament and now that there's no Masters and now there's not going to be any opening in the Major League Baseball season there isn't going to be any opening of the uh, continuation of the NBA or the NHL. Sports is one of the primary reasons people still subscribe to cable. So without sports, what do you realize the havoc that is being wrecked or wreaked upon this economy? And do you realize how much of it, by the time you get to the end of the day, is self-inflicted? Our enemies, our geopolitical enemies around the world have got to be watching this in stunned disbelief at how easy this is or has been. It is, for me, folks, it's unbelievable to watch this. Not just the level of panic, but the lemming-like attachment to it. That happened almost at breakneck speed and continues. I know the swine flu. People keep shouting the swine flu at me. But the, the big difference is the media didn't even talk about it in 2009. And it, CNN, after, after 1,000 people died, CNN still hadn't made it a front page lead item. Ditto the New York Times. Much less was there any criticism of Barack Hussein oh, over it. But I just, I continue to watch all this in um, almost, almost disbelief. The Democrat Party. The Democrats are running around talking, you've heard it. Trump is an authoritarian. Trump is a dictator. Trump is a mean-spirited idiot. Trump's this or that. Now, here's a tweet from Chris Murphy, senator from Connecticut. Why have an executive branch if it isn't willing to lead at a time like this? All of these decisions to cancel events and close schools or postpone opening days have been made by state, local, and private sector leaders. Why is everybody else leading except for the president? So the president is exhibiting federalism. 
not an authoritarian. He's not a dictator. He's not ordering sports leagues to shut down. They're letting him decide on their own. And the Democrats are mad at him for not being a dictator. They're mad at him for not being an authoritarian. These people can't see straight. They can't be consistent if their lives depended on it. So, Mr. Murphy, I don't know if you realize this or not, but you have inadvertently here blown up your party's entire narrative that Donald Trump is a dictator and authoritarian by complaining that he's not being dictator-like nor authoritarian enough. Can you believe it? We have all these sports leagues shutting down in schools. Why isn't Trump ordering it be done? So they're now trying to say Trump's lazy, not even attached, he's not even doing his job, doesn't even know what's going on because everybody's having to take over their own businesses and lives and make their own decisions. It's called federalism, Mr. Murphy, where all meaningful control happens at the most local level of it, where people are most directly involved. It's the way our government was set up, sir. We don't have a monarchy or dictatorship. We don't have direct democracy. People are not stupid, Mr. Murphy. When they have the facts, they do just fine. The problem is there is such a shortage of real fact about this that it's frightening. i got to take a break. We'll come back and return to your phone calls because it's Open Line Friday. Don't go away. Back to the phones. Uh, Steve in Cortez. Colorado. Great to have you, sir. Hi. Hey, Russ. <clears throat> got to apologize. I'm a little out of breath. I'm working my butt off here, but I've got a question, and then I have a request if you have time. Sure. I, my question is, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Ooh. Oh, the greatest accomplishment. Uh, oh, man, I don't think like that. Um, uh, you know what? You need to get. I, I I would love to answer this, but I I need to think about. I need to think about this. Um, do you have you have anything? In, you have any multiple choice options in mind that you are thinking of here that you're hoping I say isn't a great accomplishment, or is your question just open ended? I have no idea what it would be. I have no idea. That's why I asked the question. Well, see, the, 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 when you start talking about accomplishments, I think I think. Uh, uh, you know, working in one radio show for 30 years is unheard of. It's an accomplishment. Is it the greatest one? I don't know. Living, you know, surviving eight years in New York is a major achievement. Is it my biggest one? I don't know. Um, uh, turning radio primetime from 6 to 9 a.m. to noon to 3 p.m. Is that a major achievement? Yes. Is it the biggest one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, is making a... Making a radio show as, if not more, uh, informative and uh, persuasive in TV, that's big. Uh, well, but see, saving AM radio, that's, that's for others to determine whether or not that's true. That, 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 what was, what was that? Yeah, yeah, I've already done, yeah, there's a wait and I've saved AM radio, but that's, that's, that in a chat, I don't know. Um, well, you're, you're looking, see, I'm getting various help here in the IFB. Whoa, you, you have revolutionized conservative media. I don't, you know, when I talk, start thinking about greatest achievement, accomplishment, 
um, that's that's the problem. Do I do I side decide to judge this in terms of the business I'm in, which is radio, not politics? Politics is not my business. And I don't want to make too big a deal out of that because I don't want to disappoint a lot of people. But I am in radio. I have specific requirements that have to be met here. And if they're not, this show's not on the air and you don't know who I am, whatever my politics are. <sighs> so the guy's serious. I can't just fluff off the, the answer here. I've got to give it some serious consideration, which which I will do. Mr. Snurgley uh, told me that our last caller had another part of a question. In addition to the uh, uh, greatest accomplishment, he wants to know what I think I could have done better. Now that, that I can answer any day of the week, and that's pretty much everything. You people... I, you you would not believe. Well, you probably. I, I go home every day and I do a post mortem on this show in my mind. I don't talk about it with anybody. I just relive it. I think of all the things I could have done differently or better. The great thing is I've, I've got tomorrow, the next day, to fix them, to do them, to do it better, and so forth. So it never really depresses me or gets me down. Uh, other than the realization that I could have done it better, but. Um, I, I think I could have used the time I've had a lot better in some instances. I think I've squandered a lot of time. Um, but that that's that's subjective. Um, I look at somebody like William F. Buckley, who I don't think he squandered a minute of his life. He was, um, and a lot of people like him, just constantly active out doing things. I happen to love being at home. A lot of people hate being at home, but I absolutely love it. You know, I've never understood people that spend a lot of time designing or building or whatever they do with their home, and then the minute it gets done, they leave. And they're never there. I've, I've never understood that. I love my home. I love being there. That's, that's why it exists for me to be there and to get the most out of it I can. There's nowhere I can go without taking a whole bunch of stuff with me that I can be as comfortable and productive and as happy as I am at home. I'll tell you something else. You know, you talk about achievements and so forth. I'm, I'm watching this coronavirus thing. And even media that you would think would be on whatever we would call our side, they've lost it too. To them, this is nothing more than a story, and they can't wait. I mean, everybody is waiting for the next worst headline, the next worst scenario, the next worst possibility. They can't wait for it, and they can't wait to report it, and they can't wait to talk about it. And that's not me. I resent this. I could never be a journalist. And these people, they're a pack now. And I don't care what I don't care what network you're talking about or website or there might be some exceptions. Websites can't read them all, don't know. But you can't turn on TV without seeing the same thing on any network. It doesn't matter what network it is. But when during the news coverage portion, not so much the uh, opinion programs in prime time, but the news coverage portion. I mean, it's now conventional wisdom 
that the country is going to shut down. It's conventional wisdom. 150 million people might get affected. It's conventional wisdom. And this is deadly. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. Oh, my God, it's horrible. It's worse. And nobody's ever had it bad. Nobody's ever had it as bad or worse than that. And it just, everybody gets caught up in it. I don't see, as I watch the media, I don't see one doubting Thomas. I don't know how you do that. I, I don't know how you be, I don't know how you become a member of the pack. Why would anybody want to become a member of the pack that is no different from anybody else? But that's what happens with this stuff. And that, I think, is part and parcel one of the ingredients of journalism. Hey, look at this. Uh, grab audio soundbite number 21. We have an unidentified TV info babe from Miami television station WFOR-TV News at Noon. We're following breaking news now out of Miami Beach where former gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum was involved in an incident possibly involving crystal meth in Miami Beach. No. He was inside of a hotel room at a no. building on 1100 West Avenue where a man was treated for a possible drug overdose. No. When officers went to speak to Mr. Gillum. They say he was unable to communicate because he was so inebriated. <sighs> officers report finding three small clear plastic baggies containing <gasps> suspected crystal meth on the bed oh, on the floor of the hotel no. room. Gillum just released a statement. It reads in part, I was in Miami last night for a wedding celebration when first responders were called to assist one of my friends. While I had too much to drink, I want to be clear that I have never used methamphetamines. Well, we're not talking methamphetamines. We're talking crystal meth. It's a different thing. It may be a couple of molecules, but we're talking a different thing here. This is the guy that the Democrats wanted to become governor of Florida. What, Hunter Biden was there, do you say? Oh, you think he might have been driving Hunter Biden? Oh, he should say he was driving Hunter Biden's rental car. I see. I see. Andrew Gillum, I have never done methamphetamines. I've never. It seems an inclusive story. He's inside of a hotel room building at 1100 West Avenue. Man was treated for possible drug overdose. Officers went to speak to Mr. Gillum. They said he was not able to communicate because he was so inebriated. That's drunk. For those of you in Rio Linda, officers report finding three small clear plastic baggies containing suspected crystal meth on the bed and the floor of the hotel room. Gillum just released a statement. I was in Miami, but I had too much to drink. But I want to be clear. I've never used clear crystal meth. I'm sorry. I've never used methamphetamine. Here is uh, John, John and Port here on Michigan. Glad you waited, sir. You're next. It's Open Line Friday. It's great to have you here. Hi. Before I get to my point, Rush, I want you to look at Snurdly and the rest of your crew. And I'm, what I'm going to predict, I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong, but I'm not. The headline probably online right now in tomorrow's headline about you and on The View is going to be conservative host Rush Limbaugh wishes coronavirus on Joy Behar and the host on The View. <laughs> They're nodding their heads behind the glass. They're nodding their heads right now, aren't they? That's uh, the headline. You said it. You know, all you said. I did not I say that. I did not. No, you didn't. I know. When did they ever? I'm telling you, though. Of course, you didn't. 
But you, you Mark, think I there's going to be headlines that saying I was wishing that Joy right. Behar would get coronavirus? Yes, you don't. How long have you been you? I only listen to you. <laughs> so let me get to my. That's point. not I know look. You're, 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 you're on to something. That's not what the headlines are going to be. What's it going to be? The headlines are going to be Limbaugh lies to America, claims no reason to be frightened. Limbaugh responsible for thousands of future deaths <laughs> yet to occur because Limbaugh is alerting. Me. That, that's the kind of stuff they'll do. After wishing Joy Behar gets coronavirus. So, um, you but know, Joy Behar has taken a leave of absence in honor of the coronavirus, or, or to not get it, or to not spread I, it. Or I, I understand. You're, you're just playing with me now. You know I'm right. Let's yeah, get okay. to the political thing of this, because here's the thing. You know how One silly that, 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 that would be, like, ladies and gentlemen, I am not going to be here next week. I am taking four days off uh, because of coronavirus. So what? how does my taking four days off spare anybody getting coronavirus, unless it's spread? I hope I'm wrong. I'm, a, I'm just a, a, a loyal, humble listener. I'm probably wrong. So uh, the, the, this thing, the political aspect of this, so once again, this is going to be, for anyone who's nervous, this is going to hurt Trump. Um, and I'm not a doctor. The biggest thing is the health. But I, I don't know anything about that stuff. I follow political stuff. And this is going to be, this is his challenger disaster this is his 9-11, and here's what's happened. This guy you talked about who said, why didn't Trump step in? He's not doing anything. You and I damn well know, and every voter knows, Democrat or Republican, had he done that, which he probably didn't even consider, not probably, he didn't, every attorney general in every state would have sued him because that's all they've been doing recently. They would have sued him on behalf of the governor saying he had no authority to do that, that is a state function. Every single one of them the next day would have sought a cease and desist order from a probably so. Have got it. Probably so. so. But, but my point of that is bigger. That is an example of every single thing they do. Because why? Donald Trump is like is like Lombardi with, with Kramer. Well, you know, there are... He, he owns their muscle memory. There he are people the out there writing right now that Trump's presidency is over. Because no, is. Do you no, agree with that? No. No. I have, of course I have. And it's a joke. They don't understand us. They don't understand the majority. And here's what they do now understand. They see Pelosi adding abortion legislation to emergency legislation and all kinds of other stuff. They see uh, Trump getting one accolade, which was closing down the borders of China quickly. So when he work, goes to Europe, they have to be against that. And people look at it and say, what are you talking about? Why did it work for China? We now know Italy is closed down as a country. Europe itself is you walk across the street and you're in the next country. I don't people, think, you know, I, 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 I wish you were right. I don't think people see it in that kind of deal. The people that stay loyal to Trump are not going to even go that far with it. They're not going to say, you know what? Italy and China had a lot of travel going back and forth, and that's why the disease more in Italy than anywhere. They're not going to do that. They're going to be as suspicious of the media as they've, as they've always been. This is the one thing the media doesn't understand. And you would think that they would have figured out by now that they are not going to be able to separate Trump's voters from Trump the way they've been trying to for three years. It just hasn't worked. And all they're doing now is doubling down on that. That's not going to work because Trump voters don't believe the media anyway. In fact, the Rasmussen Daily Tracking Poll, Trump's Trump's approval number today. In, now, the drive-by media pays no attention to Rasmussen. They think it's rigged. 
or that they, they may get to right wing poll. But Trump's daily tracking approval number is 49 percent in Rasmussen, in Gallup and some of the others that the drive by media pays attention to. He's 40 percent and holding. They are dying to get him into the 30s. They're striving to get Trump. If it could just even get him to 39%, then they would stop reporting on the coronavirus and they would start reporting on Trump's approval numbers. But they can't. They haven't found a way to get it, get it down there yet. Uh, people are not foolish. They know that the media has been lying to them big time. Not over minor little things. They've been lying big time about Trump and Russia, Trump and Ukraine, Trump being a Russian agent for three years or more. And they're not going to all of a sudden start thinking the media is telling them the truth this week. Now, if the, if the media, and I think I'm safe, I, I'm going to give the media a little lesson here, and I'm safe doing it because I know they're not going to listen to me. If they really want this news to affect Trump, then report every bit of it, but never mention his name. Just talk about how deadly. Talk about how you're going to lie through your teeth about everything. Just don't mention his name. The minute you people in the media mention Trump's name, you have killed any effort that you're making to destroy him. Because all you're doing is causing Trump's defenders to glom onto him even more tightly. You cannot separate Trump from his voters. Trump is the only guy that can do it. And Trump hasn't done anything in this episode to warrant his supporters abandoning him. And now when you tell them that they can't go to his rallies, now when you force Trump rallies to be shut down, let me tell you something. This is going to end at some point. Everything ends. This is going to end and the stock market's going to be back at 30,000 faster than you can whistle Dixie. And Trump's rallies are going to be back again. And you're going to have record crowds at those Trump rallies. You people in the media and in the Democrat Party, you think you're winning with this? You think you're ending Trump's presidency? You think you're blaming this virus, which has killed 40 people on Donald Trump? You think you're getting away with it? You don't know the half of it. Wait till this ends. The baseball season is going to resume. This stuff has to end. They're going to play the Masters. The NBA is going to have its championship and its finals. The NHL ditto. They're not going to sit there and suck. Not even these people are going to lose everything for a whole year simply because they hate Donald Trump. Mike Bloomberg doesn't have enough money to underwrite all this. This is going to end and when it ends, this stuff is going to rebound because nobody wants the market to be at 21000 Everybody wants it to be at 30000 Nobody wants to be sequestered at home. Nobody wants to be in a hospital. Nobody wants to be wearing surgical masks. Nobody wants to be unable to leave home. Nobody wants to be unable to go to restaurants. And when the day comes that people don't have to stay at home and don't have to do all these things, you're going to see an economic rebound the likes of which you've never seen. And it's going to take every Democrat candidate with it. And it's going to be the last time they see anything resembling victory because the American people are not going to want to go through it. And the people who are making it look like they're loving this are going to pay the biggest price. And who's that? The Democrat Party looks happy talking about this stuff. It was, it's one of the things that sickens me. The media looks happy. I was just talking about it. They're excited about it.
They can't wait for the next bad headline. They can't wait for the next bad prediction. Well, most people don't want any of this stuff to be happening. Most people don't want a stock market at 21,000. They want it back up at 30. Most people want their jobs and they want to be going to work. And when they once again can, you had better look out, folks. Because all of this is going to be a distant memory, Democrats and media with it. And looking at people online, waiting on hold here. And there's really not enough time to be fair with uh, with another caller here. A minute and a half. But there is something I want to grab soundbite number, number one. Today on the Fox News Channel, Fox and Friends... Uh, Ainsley Earhart. They, they had a um, they had a, a, a segment with a recovered coronavirus patient by the name of Jerry Jorgensen, and Jerry Jorgensen is sixty five, and she's recovered from the coronavirus. <gasps> really? Yes. And not only that, they featured a photo of her on a cruise ship, and she's wearing a Betsy Ross stand up for Betsy Ross T shirt. She's from the EIB universe. Here is the audio summaries. Jerry Jorgensen on here with the Ainsley Herod. It says we're hearing it. 80% of the cases are mild to moderate. Tell us about your case. What was it like to have coronavirus? I had a slight fever the night before they took me off the cruise ship. Very slight. It wasn't even 100 degrees. And felt a little bit off for about two or three hours. And that was my only symptom throughout the whole time, the whole quarantine up to now. It wasn't a big deal to me at all. I'm 65. My husband is younger than I am, but he's on anti-rejection drugs. He's had two kidney transplants, and he has not had any symptoms. The hysteria has just gotten out of control. Choose every day to stay positive. It's so much in our attitude. Jerry Jorgensen, 65, had the disease for three hours. Got over it, no big deal. And they had a picture of her on the cruise that she showed, and uh, she's wearing a stand-up for Betsy Ross t-shirt. That's, that's why we noticed it, in addition to the substance of what she said. A lot of emails. Rush, would you repeat what you just said? Gladly. Nobody wants any of this to be the case. Nobody wants the market at 21000 Everybody wants it back at 30000 Nobody wants to be sequestered. Nobody wants to be sick. Nobody wants to not be able to go to restaurants. Nobody wants this to go on. Nobody wants baseball shut down, golf shut down, basketball, hockey shut down. Nobody wants this. It isn't going to last, folks. Greetings. Welcome back, my friends. Your guiding light through times of trouble, confusion, murkiness, tumult, chaos. Phony examples of distress and even the good times. Rush Limbaugh on Friday. Live from the Southern Command in sunny South Florida, it's Open Line Friday. My goodness, folks, we're being double teamed here. On CNN, we got Pelosi. What is propping her eyes open? What in the world is... She got some toothpicks in there that we can't see. Pelosi is addressing the nation on the coronavirus. And on Fox, it's Crazy Bernie addressing the nation on coronavirus. Fox has Nancy as well. Oh, that's right. Fox just, well, that's, we were going to jip Crazy Bernie, and then they, the Fox abandoned Crazy Bernie. 
to give us Pelosi. Dare we listen? Let's. I'll take. I'll take a chance. Let's. Let's jip this and see what she's saying. Just for the heck of it. If it goes on too long, don't worry. We'll bump out. These children will be deprived of their meals. What? Our bill takes aggressive action to strengthen food security initiatives, including student meals, as well as SNAP, seniors' meals, and food banks. As we develop our next steps, we will continue to listen to and benefit from the expertise of scientists, healthcare professionals, public health officials, and community leaders so that we can craft the most effective evidence-based response. All right. Our All right. That's it. So, so we get the idea what's going on here. Um, the, they all know that Trump is coming up at 3 o'clock after the program. Trump has got some sort of, the word is that Trump's going to declare a national emergency. Now, a national emergency, essentially what that is, is a blank check. So these guys, Pelosi and Crazy Bernie, are paranoid because blank check is their bailiwick. So Trump's going to come up with a blank check here in declaring a national emergency. They have to get out in front of it, and they had to get out there and beat it. So Crazy Bernie went out, with whatever his prescriptions were, I didn't get a chance to listen to much of what he was saying, and Pelosi has done the same thing. So they are attempting, the Democrats, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get plugs out of wherever he is, bed right now wherever he is, and get him out before the cameras, before 3 o'clock today, to make it look like the Democrat Party is running this country. To make it look like the Democrat Party and the media are running the country because Donald Trump is incompetent and incapable and doesn't even care. Is the impression that they are trying to make. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. She doesn't have any authority over the executive branch. She has nothing to say about how the executive branch is going to deal with this. And yet she's out there doing an address to the nation on what she and the House Democrats are doing to make America safer and all of this. So there's clearly a power grab going on. The Democrats think that they've got Trump at a very weak and vulnerable moment where they can make it look like he's not even president. He's not even involved. They are trying to make it look like they're taking over the... Um, the whole thing. What is she saying? Students will be deprived of their meals with schools closed. Is that what she said? Are we back to this? Are we, are we back? To, are we back to the same argument as school lunch? For, so Pelosi, okay, I was unable to pick up on this. I've just been informed. What, one of the things that Pelosi said, you ready for this? Since the schools are going to be shut down because of the coronavirus, Pelosi is concerned that the students are going to starve. That's right. See, there won't be any federal screw a lunch program. The schools can't open. Now, normally what would happen, even if they suspended classes, they would open the schools for lunch. But they can't open the schools because it's the coronavirus. They got to keep people from congregating there. So Pelosi's on television right now assuring everybody that the House Democrats are going to make sure that your kids don't starve. <laughs> How many of you are parents whose kids are not going to be going to school because of the coronavirus? How many of you are going to let your kids starve? 
How many of you are not going to feed your kids? How many of you are going to sit out there and little Johnny and little Susie are going to be bawling their eyes out and crying because they're deathly hungry. They're starving to death. They're looking you right in the face. Mommy, mommy, they have any Cheerios. And you're not going to give any Cheerios because you don't know how. Only the federal government knows how to feed your kid. Your kid's going to starve right before your very eyes because you don't know how to feed your kid. And you may not even care enough to feed your kid because the federal government's been doing it for so long. And Pelosi went on national TV to assure everybody that your kids will not starve. Now, did you get the details of how she gonna, how they gonna, we don't know how she's gonna feed them. We don't know how, what the distribution points are gonna be. Maybe get uh, uh, MREs from the military. <clears throat> How's she going to do it? Oh, wait. Maybe Michelle Obama has some of that trail mix left over that, that everybody hated that she was giving out. Trail mix or whatever it was. Seriously, how's Pelosi going to feed your kids? But she's assuring you that the federal government, the Democrats in the House, the Democrats, not your elected official, but the Democrats in the House are not going to let your kids starve because otherwise you might. <laughs> your kids. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm asking myself, how long is it going to be before the rest of this country catches up with us, folks? Because I know you're on the same page with me here. But how long is it going to be before the rest of the country gets up to speed? How long before everybody wakes up and finds out, realizes what a scam is being run here? Mr. Limbaugh, are you saying that the coronavirus is nothing to be worried? Nothing of the sort. I'm not saying that any virus is nothing to be afraid of. I'm telling you there's a scam being run along with it. They're going to give money through SNAP. That's a, that's the uh, don't tell me don't talk don't tell me don't SNAP SNAP. That's that's the uh, that's the uh, food stamp program. So that's that's uh, debit cards type operation. So they're gonna they're gonna give money to poor kid. Well, poor parents are gonna get to feed their kids via the SNAP program. Is that it? Okay. Well, that's a good thing because poor parents don't know how to feed their kids. Have you seen it? It's a terrible thing to see. Have you ever seen kids literally starving before their parents' eyes? Apparently this happens uh, in this country. And it's why we need the Democrat Party. Because without the Democrat Party, this would happen far more often than it does. It's a horrible thing to see, folks. Little kids sitting there on the floor, six, seven years old, literally dying of starvation while their parents look on... Helplessly, not knowing what's going on, not knowing why their kids are dying. Another reason why you need the Democrat Party and the SNAP program. Here's a soundbite. Got to play this because you may not hear this one again. This is Andrew Cuomo. He held a press conference to talk about New York State's response to the coronavirus. Now, I watched a little bit of it uh, today. And... Well, here, let me play the soundbite first, and then I may add to it. Here's, here's what Governor Cuomo would say. I spoke with uh, the vice president today, and I spoke with uh, the president, 
and they are authorizing New York State to do the testing and allowing our labs to do the test and allowing the state uh, health department to set up the protocol. That will increase dramatically our testing capacity. I want to thank the president and the vice president for their receptivity to the idea. And I want to thank them for their uh, quick turnaround. Now, you may not hear that soundbite again, which is why I wanted to get it out there and to get it on the record. Now, Andrew Cuomo, I was watching this during the break at the top of there. He went on, he was talking about a bunch of things. And he said something else sensible in in the midst of some other things difficult to follow. Uh, He said most people are recovering from this. And I did a double take. Wait a minute. We've got a politician trying to talk people off the ledge rather than onto it. And he did. He said it again. Most people are recovering from it. And he said, and by the way, if it's my daughter, I'm not going to be as concerned as if it was my mother. And he went on to explain why. And this is kind of when he went off the rails, but I got to be nice here. He said, my daughter, well, you never know who's driving the cab. You never know who's sitting next to her on the bus. You never know. But because of her age, she probably not going to get it. But my mother, wow, my mother's a different... I don't know any more than my mother. Why? Because my mother gave birth to me. And as we all know, when your mother gives birth to you, she knows more than you do your whole life. So I can't tell my mother anything. But I am going to be concerned about keeping her away from the bus and the cab. It's okay. Um... I, despite all that, I got what he was saying about the giving birth bit. Um, it's, it's good to know he knows how that happens. Democrats and birth are not partners. Democrats and birth can be strangers. So Governor Cuomo understanding that his mother gave birth to him is a big deal. And that that qualifies her. He was essentially saying that... Um, She's an elder. She's always going to know more than I do, and I got to listen to her. And I appreciate that. That's the way I was raised uh, as well. Uh, Here's Kathy, Monroe Falls, Ohio. Welcome. I'm glad you waited. Really glad you waited. Hi. Well, thank you, Rush. It's just an honor to talk with you. But I got to tell you, I had to call to hopefully get you to pull me off the ceiling. And here in Ohio, especially in our local area, people are going crazy with grocery shopping, um, uh, gas going. Oh, gas I know. Stations. Let me say, Kathy, where is Monroe Falls? What what's big area it's, cities? Uh, it? It's about thirty five miles south of Cleveland. Okay. I got so, I got a I got a photo yesterday after I got home. Somebody went to the local uh, what was it Publix and took a picture uh, of the toilet paper. Yeah, and and then he. There yeah. was no Walmart toilet paper. Yes, totally wiped out. Uh, and then gas. Now today, my son went to the bank and uh, was getting some money out, and they told him he would be the last large withdrawal because they're got, they were going to run out of money. And and uh, went to the gas station, and people have three and four gas cans in the back of their car filling up gas cans. 
I know. This is all... And they're talking people into this. This is what I mean about all this being irresponsible. Can you tell me something? The coronavirus is the coronavirus. What the hell does toilet paper have to do with it? That's exactly right. I mean, it does not cause diarrhea. Does it? That, that's, a, that's not it what... It does not, not cause diarrhea. So why are people scarfing up toilet paper? I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just... And I have to admit, I did go to the grocery store this morning and... You know, bought more a lot more groceries than I normally do, but it was like, oh my goodness, what are we coming well, to? Well, it's it's. I understand that if everybody around you is, then you can't take the chance that if you're reasonable, the next time you go to the store, they're going to have what you need. If everybody's buying up everything, like the governor of Florida is right now in Tallahassee doing a press conference. He's surrounded by boxes of stuff, by cases of bottled water. It looks like some tampons there on the left. I don't know what all it is, but apparently um, there, there's a run on everything everywhere now. And see, the yeah. thing of the media is eating this up. And I, my point is just like you you don't want any of this. You don't want to be told by the bank that this is a last withdrawal. You don't want to have to put four gans of gasoline in the trunk of your car. No. Absolutely don't. People do not want the do not want these circumstances. They don't want a market plunging. By the way, let me just check. You know, you can always tell the market's up because no network shows it. So let me check it real quick. When the market's plunging, you can't miss it. It's all over TV. Let's see. Oh, looky here. Market up 779 at um, almost 22,000, 21,979. So no wonder it's not on TV. It's up 700 points. That's the Dow Jones Industrial NASDAQ up 219. Apple's up 10 to 259. Uh, so that's good. The market's up. I wonder why the market. Who's been talking up the market lately? Who's been talking about the fact that people don't like this? Anyway, um, Kathy, what are you doing to deal? I know you, you said you need to be talked off the ledge. Um, well, I don't want to get caught up in it, I guess, is the situation. So I, the first thing I did when I got to the car after getting gas this afternoon was turn on your station just so I could... You know, here's some somebody with reason, I guess, and that I appreciate so much from you and your program. Um, uh, you know, people just need to pay attention and not panic, I guess. You know, well, it's I, <laughs> it's hard. I know it's 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 easy for me to say, for example, if they're going to have a recession, don't don't participate. It's easy. It's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think in this case, uh, all you really need to know. Uh, you need to you you need to realize that you're not the only one out there that thinks all this is cockamamie. And as long as you realize that, if 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 you thought you were the only one sane in a world going crazy, then that would that would be disquiet. But you're not alone, and you're not the one going crazy. Um, and it's going to end. This too, what does the Bible say? This too shall pass. It is going to end. But I'm going to tell you, folks, there's some people that don't want it to end, and they don't want it to end soon. And they're even saying so. You have to know how to listen. For example, I just heard Governor Cuomo. The coronavirus 
will not be over anytime soon. They're going to be experiencing the reporting of new cases each and every day. Well, what message does that send? And people are looking forward to it. I'm not I mean to be accusing Governor Cuomo, but I'm just telling you there are people that are reveling in this. And some of them, not for political reasons. The journalists just love to be in the middle of this because they think it's massive ratings, massive people tuning in. And that's one of the reasons they do it. I appreciate the call, Kathy. Got to go. Out of time. Back in a moment. Stay with us. I got fired one time for playing this song too frequently for the program director at the radio station I worked under my thumb of the Rolling Stones. Great to have you. El Rushbo back at it. Let me, folks, you know there's going to be a, a regular flu season that hits uh, after this coronavirus. Well, flu season, um, it, it, some, some of them hit in the spring, some hit in the fall. But I want you to stop and think of the precedent here. I think there's a lot of virtue signaling going on. So the the NBA announces that we are going to postpone our season. The NHL says, well, we can't be outdone. We're going to cancel our season. And then the PGA Tour says, well, hell's bells. We got to get in on this. We're going to cancel the Masters and we're going to cancel a tour championship. And Major League Baseball says, oh, well, we can't be left out. And the NFL says, us too. We, 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 you know what? We're going to move free agency. We're going to, uh, we'll, we're, we're maybe going to cancel the draft. We're going to, we're, we're good people too. And then this stuff feeds on itself. You've got all these people doing this, not because of the substance of it, but because they can't be shown to be less sensitive. But now we've got all these cancellations. Now you know what's going to happen when a normal flu or cold season hits. Well, when we had the coronavirus, we stopped Major League Baseball. Are we going to just keep going? This We've got to shut. Once you shut things down, once you make a move, once you set a precedent, then how do you ignore the next so-called crisis? Well, there won't be any crisis when there's a Democrat in the White House. Or a Democrat running for there will not be a crisis, a health crisis. Not possible when the Democrats are in power. That's the way it'll work. Anyway, hang on. Be right back. By the way, folks, a uh, programming note. Um, and I hate to do this, but I will not be here next week. I'm going to be out Monday through Thursday of next week. It is a... Mandatory treatment regimen that I'm going to be on, and it's been long scheduled, and it is uh, uh, not related to anything at the at the moment. It's part of the original schedule, and so I can't move it. Uh, actually, don't don't want to move it. I want to get it done and over with. Um, so we've got Mark Stein on Monday and Tuesday. We have. Uh, Todd Herman. Todd Herman on Wednesday and Ken Matthews on Thursday. And then I'll be back a week from today. Next next Friday. You know, protecting, uh, protecting your family and your home is your number one priority. And Simply Safe provides a home security system that helps you do just that. They're not, they're not priced out of your ability to afford one anymore. 
I mean, some of them still are, but Simply Safe is Simply Safe is innovation personified, and it is the kind of innovation that improves the state-of-the-art technology involved in the security system, but makes it affordable. Simply Safe system uses Wi-Fi signals, not wires. Now, you may not think it's a big a deal, but it is. The absence of wires takes so much complexity out. It eliminates any of the hassles of installation. And then after installation, no wires eliminates all kinds of hassles you have in troubleshooting problems, such as with bad sensors. Um, a lot of people with their security system, when a sensor goes bad, they just they don't even mess with it because it means calling the company out, doing a trace, um, finding the bad sensor, tracing it on the wire. It may involve a construction project to take out a wall and get to the wire behind. And none of that is even necessary with Simply Safe. Every sensor communicates to the base station via Wi-Fi. If you ever have a problem with it, just replace it. And you can put the sensors anywhere. You don't need some expert coming out doing a site survey. Well, you need to put your sensors here on this window and that doorway. You can put them wherever you want. You can get motion detectors. You can get sensors that detect blaking, uh, breaking glass. And they'll know the difference between dropping a glass on a floor that breaks and a window breaking. They know the difference. Uh, you can get motion detectors that you can put so that your animals, your pets will not trigger them, but bad guys will. And get an HD camera or two. That's a pretty necessary ingredient, too, because of false alarms. If you have an HD camera that's up and running and there's a break-in in your home and that camera is catching that action, the cops can see it via the 24-7 monitoring and they know it's not a false alarm, so response times are instantaneous. And that 24-7 monitoring is only $14.99 a month, folks. And normally, that's 50 bucks a month, and you have to sign a two-year contract for it, but not true with Simply Safe. You can see it all online. There's a two-month uh, guarantee. If you, if, you don't, if you don't like it, if it doesn't meet your satisfaction, you've got two months to use it and send it back for full refund. The re return rate is less than 1%. You're not going to do it. You're going to love having this. And they're throwing in a free HD camera to boot that's $100 value. And you design the system that you want. And you can get help if you want, but you can figure out where you want, what doors and windows protected, uh, attics. What, what, you, you pick it, and you'll see how to do this at simplysafeusa.com. Susan in San Clemente, California. Hi, great to have you here with us. Hi, Rush. Mega prayers coming your way, Rush. Thank you very much. You know, I, I know, and I, I, I got to be very careful about about this because um, things can change. But I actually, Susan, believe that they are working. Oh, I'll just awesome. tell you, I'll just tell you one thing. I'll just tell you one thing. I've, you know, I've vowed, I've promised that I'm not going to belabor this. I'm not going to live this in front of everybody. Um, cancer can take over your life and it, 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 I'm striving for that not to happen. Plus, I don't want to bleed on you all every day. But I will tell you this. It's the one thing I have stopped, the rapid weight loss. It has stopped. I've stopped losing weight. Okay. Uh, now, that's a, well, that's a big, that's a positive thing. Now, that could, that could end next week. You never know. But uh, I take positives whenever I can get them. Well, and I don't blame you, and trust me, you don't bleed on us, because without you and your voice of reason, 
what's going on right now, I'd probably be jumping off a cliff right now without you. Well, thank you very much. I know the feeling. I, I feel the same way about you all being out there. If I didn't have this to come to every day, I'd be going nuts like the rest of you are. Well, I've been I've been listening to you since 1992. So well, almost out rush every day is crazy. <laughs> well, it's almost you're almost a lifer. I really appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome, and good luck on your treatment next week. My point uh, I wanted to bring up is the entire panic. And the insanity going on right now mm-hmm. reminds me of the media-driven hysteria over Y2K. Yeah, you know, that is interesting comparison. The bottom was going to fall out of white. Airplanes were going to fall out of the sky. Oh, bunkers were being built. Satellites were going to fall on our heads. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I mean, people were building bunkers, and, and it ended up costing the United States $100 billion. And this just is very reminiscent uh, to what's going on right now. Yeah, and it turned out to be nothing. Exactly. But it was exactly. filled with all kinds of lead-up panic. And uh, this, is, this is what media has, has become. Yeah, that's understandable since media is competitive. Uh, and but it's just irresponsible. I I I I don't I don't know how you put a lid back on it. I mean the the antidote for this is a more informed and educated population, and the media then is in the middle of that too, standing in the way of that. But I I appreciate Susan. Thank you very much, uh, Sean in Ogden, Utah. Great to have you on the EIB Network. Hello. Hello, Mega. Make a 24-7 dittos and prayers rush. Thank you, um, sir. Um, so, you know, I'm no highly trained or skilled broadcast engineer or broadcaster, but, um, and, I, and I'm not going to tell you how to do your show, but it might be time to repurpose the America Held Hostage. Why? I mean, that was, that was, uh, that was created uh, to deal with the election of Slick Willie. Uh, this, this Wait, did I like say erection of election election of Bill Clinton? This this feels like with the coronavirus that that we are being held hostage. Oh, oh, by the media, yeah. Um, I I understand. Look, it's frustrating. It is. I know how frustrating it is. In fact, folks, I got to tell you, something. I'm not, again, not not complaining. Every day is kind of like this to me. I mean, this is the extreme of it. But what do we do here every day? Every day we go against the grain. Every day we dispute the conventional wisdom and what everybody else is conforming to, or with, uh, in in the media. And of course, it is. Trump bad, Republicans suck, Republicans don't care, Republicans mean. We push back against it every day. And what is the evidence that it works every day? Well, Trump wins elections, Republican wins elections, so forth. But we don't see any evidence that pushing back against this, we don't see any evidence yet that reason is triumphing here. And nobody wants to be part of a panic. Nobody, that, that's, that's, to me, really the bottom line to all this is that nobody wants any of this to be happening. And yet, look at all the people reveling in it. 
The health professionals are reveling in it. They're loving the media time they get. They love going on TV, some of them, and ripping into Trump and fences. They don't know what they're doing. Um, others love just the FaceTime on media. People are people. And most people love being on TV. And the more they're on TV, the bigger star they think they are. And if they're on TV because they say certain things, then they got to keep saying certain things for TV to keep wanting them back. So if TV wants you to come on and explain to people how they're going to die next week or how they might die next month or how they're going to be lucky if they don't die this year, then you better keep telling people that or TV's not going to want you back. If you ever go on TV and say, look, this, you guys are overblowing this. This is not as bad as TV's not going to ask you back. So you tailor what you're saying to being asked, but everybody wants to be on TV. And all it takes is being on TV two or three times and you think you're a star. You're on TV two or three times and you think everybody recognizes you. you in fact, if you know how to watch people who are on TV, it's actually kind of funny. Because people on TV a lot are very, some of the most self-conscious people you've ever seen. And when you see them in public, they're just waiting to be recognized. I mean, they will... It, they'll go to baggage claim and stand there with no bags are being disgorged by the carousel. Or, or they, will, they will act like they get mad that you recognize them, like you're invading their privacy when they're putting themselves in places to be recognized. It's, a, it's almost a, a, well, not a mental illness, but it does things to people, especially when they think they're becoming famous. And if the fame is because of either being on TV or saying certain things, those people are going to keep doing that, which, uh, which made them famous. So this, that's how this stuff feeds uh, off of itself. But I mean, the next time you're at an airport, when they open them back up, <laughs> and you see somebody that you recognize on TV, instead of going up and talking to them, just... Lay back and watch them. And you'll spot immediately. They're standing there turning circles, making sure everybody sees them. Everybody notices them. Desperately hoping somebody comes up and asks for an autograph or acknowledges them or whatever. And then when that happens, one of two things will happen. They'll either act irritated because that's what they think stars do. Or they'll be genuinely happy that they've been recognized and hope that you ask them for an autograph. It's a fun case study. Try it next time you're somewhere where somebody thinks they're famous is in public waiting to be recognized. Brief timeout, my friends. We'll come back and continue after this. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Approval of congressional Republicans tops Democrats first time since 2005. This is Gallup. A public opinion poll, and the American people prefer Republicans in Congress 40 to 35% over the Democrats. And that's the first time in 15 years that Republicans have edged the Democrats in job approval numbers. Now, what does that tell you? And I'll tell you something, it's not the virus. 
Well, part of it could be the virus. But, you know, half the Democrat Party in another poll doesn't like plugs. Half of the Democrat Party doesn't like Joe. Do you realize what a bill of goods you're being sold by the media? Every day, the media is telling you the Democrats love Joe Biden so much so we got to get rid of crazy Bernie. The media is telling you the American people hate Republicans and hate Donald Trump. And yet, who's president? Who's going to get reelected president? Trump. And now we got this Gallup poll. People prefer the Republicans in Congress over the Democrats, 40 to 35. David South Bend, Indiana. Great to have you with us, sir. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Hey, Rush, just a quick comment. Um, the media, unbeknownst to them, is actually making Trump a hero. And when this flu is over in the shortest history of flus, uh, with the least mortality rate, the story's going to drop faster than Epstein's story. If, if it does. See, that's the, they are in control of this. And when you see people like Anthony Fauci, and the NIH people talking about how, well, this uh, this virus, we're going to be discovering new cases for the next two months. They want that to be the case. The key is going to be the death toll. David, that's the key. We don't think, we hope, they're not monkeying with that. I mean, they would they'd love to monkey with the reported number of cases. The bigger, the better, as far as the Democrats are concerned in the media. But the death toll, that's what you're talking about. And that's, that's going to be the thing to keep an eye on. And right now, they're not even talking about the American death toll because it's so low. As are the overall number of cases. Hey, folks, this time of year when, uh, when Haskell seniors and their families start making up their minds on which college to attend... Hillsdale College gets a whole lot of consideration given the kind of uh, teaching that takes place there and the emphasis on character development. They actually spend a lot of time on character development as part of the curriculum at Hillsdale. They make things very clear to uh, incoming students that they're going to be challenged in class and they're going to be they're going to be held to a code of honor and in the process they're going to graduate smarter, more self-reliant, self-sufficient. They're going to excel in critical thinking, not be indoctrinated or propagandized. Hillsdale places a real emphasis on understanding the founding of the country, where our freedoms came from. And they don't get out of there. They don't graduate without an appreciation for the Constitution. If you want to find out what a real university is doing in terms of really educating students and really caring about their futures, visit Rush for Hillsdale.com. You can even take some of the courses yourself free, online, on demand. Rush for Hillsdale.com. Okay, reminder, I'm out next week, Monday through Thursday. We got Mark Stein in Monday and Tuesday, Todd Herman in on Wednesday, and Ken Matthews on Thursday. And I'll be back a week from today. And I'm... I'm going to miss you all. I always do when I'm not here. Look forward to getting back. See you a week from today. Adios. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. 
Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 